Welcome to Ozark Traditions TV Podcast, a place where outdoor topics are discussed. Now sit back as today's host brings you the outdoors inside. Ozark Traditions in the Great Outdoors. Alright guys, welcome back to another Ozark Traditions TV Podcast. I'm TJ, I'm here with Matt and Justin, and tonight we've got my good buddy Justin Swadley on here. Anybody listening that knows him... Well, hey, now, mate, wait a minute. He ain't just your good buddy. Our good buddy. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> Anybody that knows him knows he's uh, nuttier than squirrel crap, but he's all right guy. So we got him on here tonight. We're going to talk a little hunting, fishing, trapping, whatever we can come up with. But uh, to start this thing off, which is kind of blowing up the Facebook world, is this ginormous possum that has been trapped, caught. I think the guy shot it trying to get into his chicken coop. This thing, you look at the pictures, boys. This thing looks like it weighs 30 pounds. It looks like he could eat the whole chicken coop. Giant. Yeah, it is the biggest possum I've ever seen. And what they say was a pound short of the world record. So what's the world record possum? Four, 14 Give pounds? Give me a minute. No, look. I'm, I'm looking. All right. I'm on it. We All got right. our team on it. We have our, our very own in-house fact checker, Mr. Justin Hampton. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize if I sound a little snuffleupagus. I'm a little stopped up but i'm fighting through it but it kind of gives me that deep sam elliott voice easy there you know <laughs> without the mustache you got the mustache for that <laughs> okay but, i got it all right I let's hear it, it. 15.4 pounds so i'd say that one weighed 14 pounds i'm that's what i'm guessing yep all right but now here's the deal what's a justin swadley what's a good size beagle dog weigh about that 12 16 pounds max now know. that thing in the picture looks like he could eat a, a beagle a dog full-grown beagle dog you know what I'm yeah. saying? i mean this thing looks huge this is the biggest smiley i've ever seen if you hit this thing on the road you're probably going to lose a front end or something you're I mean, the tire shop immediately yeah well i mean if you're driving a ford that baby's totaled you know what like I'm saying? the trash pandas don't stand a chance against this thing it is huge so i don't know if this was some really good picture you know, taken long arming you know it's all about the angle you know what? I don't. I mean, who knows? The internet is what it is. I seen it on Field and Stream. Now, I mean, well, it, lo- it well, looks cool. Hey, it's a legit deal because it's on Field and Stream. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I honestly, I don't imagine Field and Stream's going to be putting a whole bunch of stuff on there that right that isn't legit. But I mean, right. it just wow! It looks it's cool. It looks bigger than fourteen. Like pounds. a world record bass. Everybody's like, oh yeah, there's bass. Now, world record possum boys. That's going to get some attention. Right. Like, well, for for the listeners who hasn't seen this, it's Dan and Attila of Linwood, Minnesota, who is the one that uh, caught this critter. So it's a Minnesotan possum. So if oh possum. So here's the deal, Northerner. If, <laughs> if you're a trophy possum hunter, Minnesota's Minnesota's where they're at. on the map now, boys. <laughs> they've got the bloodline up in Minnesota for 15 they've pound got, possum. They've got the genetics. Jeez. And believe it or not. He shot it with a twenty-two caliber rifle. Oh yeah, I mean it's just a possum, just a possum, man. Like what well, do you do? You know, one that big, I'd probably be thinking about breaking out the old three hundred. Yeah. Well, I about. mean that's what it looks like. Well, you know okay, I mean? everybody knows possums won't bite you, but a fifteen-pound possum, Justin, give me this look like I bet they would. <laughs> he said, "Stick your finger around that thing's mouth, huh?" <laughs> timber, take rats. Out. Timber, timber rats. Timber rats. He said, "That's all they are." He's got. 
So he's going to take your tra- he's going to take your trap and walk off with it if you trap him. You know, and one of we're we're worried about possums eating turkey eggs. This thing's going to take a thirty pound tom down, boys. It'll take a turkey, yeah, no doubt. Just eat it, yeah, like Thanksgiving dinner. It's it's just cool. Hey, it, it is. I got neat. one. What would have happened if that had been a skunk? Mm. That's that's the one you let your dad check that trap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't. Which the guy? Did, I guess he didn't trap it. He he found it in a chicken coop. From the story I read, it was trying to get his chickens. <laughs> All of his chickens. Uh, he'd been eating them a while. Yeah, that sucker looked like he'd been living outside. Was this KFC? guy on KFC or what? Because well, he's trying to chickens eat the chickens. I don't uh, know. <laughs> well, as we're on, while we're on the topic of fur bears here. One of the reasons I wanted Justin Swadley to come on here with us tonight is I know he does a little bit of trapping back in your day. He's an old man, you know. He's back in his day. I mean, he's still in his prime. Right, yeah, still, still in his prime, prime. but still he used prime. to do a lot of trapping. So we're the other last week we were on here, we was talking about the turkey population and how it's went. seems like it's went down since fur prices went down. Like it's the, on the decline big time. Yeah, right, no and we're thinking it has a lot to do with people not trapping anymore. Because, and me and you talked about it on the ride over here. He said trapping prices hasn't been good since the 90s. I think a top end coon is like $350, $4 now. And that's like, and that's like skin and everything. Or is that the whole coon? That'd be like a green skin or something. Right. Not tan, but skinned. And if you were to dry it out and flesh it and all that, I mean, you may get $650 out of them. I mean, that's, it's really a lot of work. Make money on fur when the market's not well right honestly right so it's pretty much just killed the trap anybody trapping now is just doing it because heritage right they've been doing it forever tradition or like matt's doing for predator control i mean if you want to save the turkeys you're going to trap sure enough uh some of the jury guys last year actually hired one of my buddies and they went to a farm up north and he caught like 300 and some coons in less than two weeks that's crazy. That's yep. crazy. Uh, it was um, well, and nobody really coon hunts, and the guys that seemed like I know a lot of guys that's got coon dogs, and they'll hunt. Yeah, night hunts. A lot of night hunts. But they it's a lot of them fair. don't even shoot them because they just want to run the dog. Just like Dave, Big Dave, running rabbits. He just invites me and Matt all the time to go rabbit hunting, and then it's don't just a dog trial. Don't shoot the rabbits. Now, boys, I ain't no good at that. Like here's the deal: you're gonna drag me out there. I'm walking in the cold. I'm taking something home to eat. I, I like to eat them. They ain't bad. Good. They're mighty tasty. My so. wife fries a good rabbit. Yeah, so does mine. And I mean, I mean, look at me. Justin also, I mean, this boy here, guys, anybody listening, he's about as country as they come. He rabbit hunts, deer hunts, ducks hunt, duck hunts, squirrel hunt. You can do it. He he does. We've done it. And I know this because I've jumped right in and done it all with him. We eat all of the wild game. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. Right. And he had a, we're going to talk a little rabbit hunting here just because it's, we was kind of brought this up on the way over here. Me and Matt went with him, what, three, four years ago, and he had an old dog. And, boys, I'm telling you, I know everybody has the best dog in the world. You know, they always do. Now, this dog, her name was Cricket, and she was as small as a mouse's ear, boys. She's just little bitty. Now, hold on. Big Dave, we still love you. <laughs> we do. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is not the best trial old dog George probably in the world, idea. even though she did win her fair share of trials. But this was the best rabbit hunting dog I've ever hunted with in my life. She was winning trials at six months old. Yeah. Running against five-year-old hands. And when we hunted with her, how old was she? she Nationwide. Was, Oklahoma, Missouri, Illinois. We went all, all over with her. Eight yeah. months old, this dog was running like any hound that you've never seen. Just, well, I believe it because... Oh, yeah. We killed 30 rabbits the first time we went. Yeah. 
me, know? you, and we were up we behind Walmart. Another time. I think we went to Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, Walmart it was. <laughs> yeah, well, so we get in the truck, and Justin's like, you boys want to go rabbit hunting? I'm like, yeah, let's go. He goes, all right, we're going to Walmart. And well, we, lo- we load my truck. I said, where are we going? He said, well, I just head up here. We're going we're gonna to hunt at Walmart. And I said, okay. So we get into town, undisclosed town. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> I said, all right, where to? He said, right there at Walmart. Hang a left. And I thought. This, this, this area, thought, public I, land area, literally runs right in behind Walmart. Yeah. But in I this mean, undisclosed but, but town. I'm, but I'm talking, he had me pull in like we were going to Walmart. And I was like, come <laughs> on now. Yeah. And then he's like, I cut a word. He's like, go you know? on down there just a minute. Anyways, boys, this dog not only would run rabbits, but she'd bring them to you. Like, the only problem with her was that she was so quiet. Yeah, you couldn't hear her bark. She wasn't real loud. Justin's like, now, if you hear this deer dog bark, you better have safety off because she's probably about 30 yards from you. Get and he wasn't joking. Ready. Right. And the rabbit's, you know, on you. Right. Well, the rabbit's in front of the dog because she right. wasn't real fast. Now, uh, you got to remember when we hunted with her, she was getting old right. at that time. Yep. And you'd just be sitting there and you'd hear, and I mean, right there's a rabbit. Sounded like a Canada goose. Yeah. Just way off. And we killed 30 rabbits that day. Had a little snow on the ground. Uh, One dog. One mind dog, you. mind you, people. And an hour and a half. Hour and a half. That ain't no joking. Now there was some good shooting, and I, I'm gonna tell you right now, old Swadley. When I go with him, he hunts with a single shot four ten. Four ten. And I'll take something that'll hold as many as I can hold legally, and he'll outshoot me. There was this one time, one ran across the road right in front of me. It wasn't what five foot from me. It ran down the road right at you. <laughs> and I unloaded this gun and never touched a hair on this rabbit. And he just come out of the brush. Like, I mean, coming right at, at him. <laughs> He was just dying boom, laughing, boom, rolling boom, around boom, on the ground boom. laughing at me. And he goes, I can't get him no closer than that. He said, you should have just opened your pouch and jumped in there. We could have went home. <laughs> it was just. it. That was an amazing day, though. There was a lot of rabbits. A lot of rabbits. They ran good. good the dog, dog. Did, the dog done good. Yep. It was just a good time. Now, like Matt said, no no shame, Dave, I know if you're listening. Yeah, old George Jones, he's a well George dog. is a good dog. He's a good no dog. Bad. They're all good dogs if they work. Forget but, about old Georgie. That's but, right. boy, I tell you right now, that one right there, just the way that she would hunt with you. She would hunt for you. Right. Yep. That's what That's what I'm saying. Like, I've she hunted with trial dogs that'll was, hunt. And she was going to do it well. Yeah, her. a lot of the trial dogs I've ever hunted with hunted for themselves. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's what you want them. Do you want them to be the first? Fastest. And the fastest. Yep. But when you're trying to kill them. Slow down a little for me, would you? Now, I've also right. hunted with Justin that had a dog that I did not like, and his name was Gator, and that's because we tried to catch him for four and a half hours uh, one night. Midnight. Midnight. We caught him boys. about midnight. I told him, I said, are you ever going to take that dog hunt again? Don't call me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Don't never turn him loose again without a rope tied to him. Yeah, Gator was a bad Well, man. the deal was, the great dog. If you wanted a trial dog, that was him because he was fast and he was good, but you couldn't get him to quit. Gator was a good You'd shoot player. a rabbit, and he'd be on the next one. He wouldn't even give you a chance to grab him, nothing. No, you wasn't catching him. But The more you hollered, the further he went. Right. <laughs> the harder he hunted. Like, he didn't care. And, and and the worst part about it was we'd get close to him, and you'd hear him. They was like, right here. You'd be like, okay, they're 100 yards. And then they'd kind of shut up for a minute. Next time you'd hear them, they'd be 500 yards. <laughs> and I'm like, what are rabbits. we doing? We I literally rabbits. walked out of my shoes that night. I had a pair of boots on. Because we I just went down there. I drank water out of a goose shit pond, I think. Yeah, dude, no, he drank <laughs> oh water gosh. out of a mud puddle. I ran these dogs for four and a half hours, and I'm like, I'm so thirsty. He did. Mud I drank puddle. water out of uh, an old gravel road. It was a gravel road mud puddle. <laughs> <laughs> he did, too. I was like, what are you doing? He said, I got to have something to drink. And I'm My like, gosh. Whew. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. That was a bad rabbit hunt. But it was good. <laughs> 
Remember <laughs> on the way home, we stopped at Sonic and you got a, a chili, a coney foot long. Yeah. And it made it about 20 yards down yeah, the road and you just rolled the windows down. Oh, yeah. Not He's late. like, I don't know why I'm sick. I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe that mud puddle got to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. But we've done it all together, man. I, Justin's my good duck hunting buddy. We do a lot of waterfowl hunting together, which this year's been crap. Rough, yeah. They're just still hadn't got cold. Speaking, speaking of waterfowl, uh, NBC took a picture of one of the uh, oh, members I've, this That's weekend. right. I got to tell that story. So... Me and Austin, Baby Austin, a.k.a. Baby Austin, and my little boy Drake went to Truman Lake Sunday duck hunting, and we, we, we killed one duck, I think, and we got back to the boat ramp while the old GW sitting up there. He listened to last week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he comes down there, and he's talking to me, and then Drake, my little boy, he's got this duck, and he's proud as a peacock about this duck. He's just been packing it around all day. And, I said, well, go up there and show him that duck. So he goes up there, and the game warden says, well, who duck, you know, whose duck is that? And he goes, oh, it's mine. And he said, well, who shot it? And he goes, oh, well, my dad shot it, but it's my duck. <laughs> and he got a kick out of that. But anyways, he's like, well, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna write you a ticket. <laughs> well, Drake's about to – he's just beside himself. Like, he just – because he's walking back up to the truck. And I'm like, boy, what do you do? You know, me and Austin's just laying it on him thick. And – uh he goes, Dad, I, what did I do? I said, well, I told you that was my duck. You can't be telling people uh, it was your duck. I mean, I had him convinced he's going to jail, boys. Like, right. <laughs> he comes back down there. He's got this big yellow piece of paper, and he hands it to him. He said, well, I wrote you a citation for a free ice cream for Sonic. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me, Drake's like, oh, okay. You know, he's all back up about it again now. And I'm like, well, it was pretty cool. You know, it was a pretty cool. The guy was, he's a great guy. I've been checked by him fishing before at Palm Terre Lake. Uh, he was really great. We took a couple pictures with him. They put Drake on the MDC website, a picture of him holding the duck and his free ice cream. So I got to take him to Sonic and get him a free ice cream. So, But did, the duck hunting was crap. Did you ask him if you got to claim somebody else's duck if you got free ice cream too? Well, no. What I said to him was, hey, now, every time you guys have ever wrote me anything out of that notebook, it never had anything to do with free ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of laughed about it and said, yeah, well, you know, we don't usually give adults free ice cream. And I was like, well, you know, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> you know, but Yeah, what about when we're all right? Right. I'd take like if I cream, didn't do I nothing wrong that day. You know, I dang sure didn't go over my limit on ducks because there wasn't any just out there the anywhere. You know, and it's just whatever. But we had a good time. We got free ice cream out of the deal, so it was a pretty good deal. But so now that we're got off track here, we brought Justin in here because he I, you used to do a lot of trapping. Yep. And we was talking about the how to you know what to target for the turkeys. Now our opinion is. The raccoons and the possums are probably the two main predators of a turkey. Big issue, yeah. You know, there's bobcats and coyotes. Sure, they'll kill them. But I'd say a bobcat or a possum and a raccoon are probably your biggest two. Possums and raccoons kill them before they get a chance to live. Bobcats are going to hunt bigger turkeys, you know. Right. Which And the bobcats, I know there's more of them than we think because they're pretty stealthy critters. But I don't feel like. I told you about the hunt I had with the turkeys. Yeah, that had the. I was sneaking down a creek and seen a herd of or, or a flock of birds in a field and had my bow and was just doing a spot and stock and eased down the creek and I seen something moving. And I'm like, 
that turkey's like dust bathing, I thought. So I got behind a kind of a stump and snuck a little closer, kind of, you know, looked up a bobcat laying in the creek watching the same turkeys I was watching. <laughs> he I'm was like, trying to move wow. in on your hunt. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, you know, that, you know, that's their main food source. Right, right? which, you know, a bobcat Rodents kills a turkeys. turkey. A bobcat kills a turkey. It's you know, probably not going to never notice it, but when a when a possum or coon will kill kills 12, 12 13 at a time. time. Yep. Rain, I mean, it's the same thing. Floods, is, it kills a lot well, of Well, and like and all the people that don't leave them any habitat anymore. You know, he's talking about the quail, how there's no quail. Right. Basically, yeah. Don't take no offense to this, Matt, but you cattle farmers are killing the quail population because <laughs> the first thing they do is go in and clear the land out for pasture, which is right. the worst thing you can do for well, about everything, really. Well, and not just the pastures, but I mean, clean out all the fence rows. Right. All everything. The all the places. A lot of that different type of plant, grass. Plant, yep. Planting non-native grasses mm-hmm. that's better, you know, for pasture for cattle right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Clean, cleaning out the fence rows is what killed the uh, quail. Yeah. Well, just getting rid well, of the natural grasses and the thick brow, the well, thick stuff. And like James Edwards the other day when we was talking to him on the phone, like he hit on, you know, the non-native grasses that we've got. They really can't thrive in it. Right. You know. So, that, so that hurts them a lot. The other last week I was I've telling got, Go ahead, Justin. On on our farm, we've got four different coveys of quail. That's pretty good. And yeah, and but we don't hunt them. We don't let nobody else hunt them. We don't. We just let them be. And ninety five percent of the time, they are uh, up in a brush pile that we have left. Yeah, that's where we find them most of the time. Well, yeah, yeah I mean they it. can't survive out in the open between the hawks and hawks the are horrible. house cats. Like people don't think about house cats. Mm, domestic cats are horrible on rabbits and. You know, any yeah. Small well, and now, like, Squirrels. how many grandmas have you seen got fifteen cats sitting on our front porch and just they're just running wild? We I got mean, a guy over there by where we live. City, just dozens. Hey. Yeah. On that domestic cat thing, Start we've got a those. cat or two. We've got a cat or two running around our place. The the rabbit just absolutely overwhelming. It can't even kill a rabbit. There's so many. Well, then we need to come up there and do some rabbit hunting. Yeah, rabbit video. I shoot them with my bow every once in a while. Try to stay fine tuned. Yeah, but how's that going? Yeah, that ain't going very <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you need bigger rabbits, jack rabbits. Well, yeah, no, maybe. I've seen maybe jack rabbits. Just, They're pretty impressive. I, maybe I should just use a shotgun. There you go. That's what I use on them. That's my preferred method. Works pretty decent. The old beagles. Yeah, the old sweet 16 and a so, beagle dog. <laughs> last week, I kind of told one of your stories about your how you make your fish oil. These guys got a kick out of it about throwing the carp and stuff up on a piece of tin. Oh, yeah. When we was trapping, I'd, I'd, we'd save beaver uh, casher out of the big beavers we'd catch and then take carp. We'd either gig or, or bow fish. Right. And throw the rough fish on ten roofs and just let them render, basically. And all the oil that came out of them, catch them in glass jars, mix it with beaver caster and any other type of scent that you would want, you know, anise oil or for coons or uh, add like a different gland lure for coyotes or whatever. Put that in a dirt hole set and whammo. So, if you were going to try to catch coyotes, what's your favorite kind of bait to I'd use? I just use like a Hallbecker's 100 coyote gland lure and just make a dirt set or a post set is what I use a lot yeah. of times. 
Now, Dirt hole some trap. people may not like this, but I've heard a lot of old trappers say house cats is some of the best trapping bait there is. I've heard it, yeah, in the past. Well. The meat, not so much the hair. Right. The meat. And I know a lot of guys use, like, bobcat meat. Tenture it, like, rot it, basically. Rot it, yeah. yeah. In a glass jar. So here's the deal, people. Coyotes are nasty. <laughs> they like the fish, skunks, like the smell fit, of a skunk. You kill a skunk and bury a skunk, you'll catch every coyote in the country. Yep. Bury it about two foot in the ground and set traps around it. You'll catch every coyote in the country. That's their main food source. Ain't that weird? And that may be why they kind of... And it'll have skunk hair in it most of the time. Or, or mice. Now, boys, I'll tell you, there's a lot of stuff out there to eat. Skunk. That, that easy, may be why we don't have many coyotes. Got a lot of skunks? No, we're uh, we're hard on the, we're hard on the skunks. Yeah, I don't. You know what? Uh, Me and my son kill them with uh, rocks, skunks, stones. Basically, yeah. uh, basically blind out there and just thunk. done with them. Done. Now skunks are kind of like a coon and a possum too on the egg turkey eaters. eggs. Big Absolutely. time egg eater. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. a predator. People don't think of a Pepe the Pew as a well, worms and little. I'll, I'll tell you another thing I heard a while a while back is another thing that's hard on the turkeys people don't think about is squirrels. Yeah. They steal the nesting material. Right. You know, for their own nest. Well, who squirrel hunts anymore? Nobody. You know, it's it's all, everything's died off. Just like the trapping, the coon hunting, squirrel hunting. Nobody does that stuff no more. And it, it it's, well, even deer camps. Hickory nuts or mulberries. I do a little squirrel hunting, but not, right. not, well, not like we used to. I can remember right. when right. I was growing up, a little kid, boys. We of course, the barbecue and shoot squirrels. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, four ten shells were cheap. Yeah, yeah. And well, we shells were cheap. and you could right. find them. Yeah, and me and Brent, buddy, we were hard on them. <laughs> you know, that's what we lived on. Hey, speaking of squirrels, real quick, Maps fishing lures is paying cash for tails. Yeah, they've done that for years and years. My grandpa. Was a big trout fisherman. Seven cents a piece. And uh, cents a piece. we used to always go. They like the red squirrels a little better than the gray squirrels for some reason. I don't know if they got longer hair, but they make the rooster tails out of them. You're not allowed six yep. a day, though. Right. You sell them 500 squirrel tails, what are they going to do? <laughs> right. right. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? They're probably not going to ask a whole lot of questions, but the MDC may have something for you. Well, because, okay, say you, you kill, what, 10 kill, squirrels a day? I kill 500 squirrels in a month, I guarantee you. Right. right. But somebody's going to have something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> why? I have no idea. Yeah, because they're horrible. Like, why? What? Hey, they're eating acorns that our deer and turkey could be eating right now. Well, why is there a, a season? I get a limit. I guess I get a limit rats. on squirrels, but. Well, I mean, they got They're like everything. They, they've got to be protected. They've got to have a season. I get it, but nobody hunts them. So they're protected even when the season's over. 12 a day and possession limit of 24. The only thing that kills squirrels are cars and dogs and cats. Right. Well, and occasionally. And hawks and owls. And yeah, but I, I mean. Hawks catch them in the woods boat. Hey, yeah, me too. Yeah. Have have any of you guys ever tried to grab a live squirrel? Yeah. No I, way. I caught one one time. Yeah. They'll eat you alive. We've raised a few though. Oh my I've got a scar on my left thumb where a squirrel had, at Silver Dollar City. It ripped me a new one. <laughs> you got ripped up by a squirrel <laughs> at Silver Dollar City. Yeah. I just sued Silver like, Dollar City and said you guys got a rabid squirrel out there. Could own it. You could be. You could yeah, my, own Silver Dollar City, Justin. We could have all had free yeah. passes, seen the yeah. Christmas my lights and everything. Like, I want to ride that log ride in the waterfalls. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, my cousin's like, God, there you go, grab that squirrel. And I didn't think I'd get close enough to it. And I just reached out there and grabbed it. And that's a bad <sighs> instant, idea. Instant, instant regret. So, instant. my uncle grabbed a coon out of a uh, cow feeder one time by the tail. Did that work out too? Not very well. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> well, it's good for us. Not well right. For yeah, it was a good sight for whoever's standing well, over in the brush. Carhartt coveralls—they would have had a good commercial for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, was that was that ever? Yes. Well, it just warms my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the moral of this these two stories is: if your friends tell you grab something, don't do it. Don't do it. Especially if they all got their phones out. Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> So I got to tell us, I shot a squirrel one time with my bow pending plum to the tree. This is how I knew I didn't want to mess with him. Not that story, but that's good, too. Uh, <laughs> I shot that squ- the squirrel and it didn't kill it. And that thing sawed my arrow in half. Like, and just looked like he took a saw and just cut it off. Pulled itself off of it and run off. And I blood trailed it. I mean, I did everything I could to find it. Never found it. Now that, now that one he was going to tell... Me and him was hunting together many moons ago, filming, and it was a big, it was a big red squirrel. If I'm oh yeah, right. that's how good the deer hunting was. It was Boone and Crockett red squirrel. He said, "I'm gonna shoot that squirrel." I said, "All right, hold on, let me get on him." And I filmed it. Yeah, whack, got him. And I said, "Okay, genius." <laughs> I said, "Your arrow's about forty five feet up in that wide oak over there. Now what are you gonna do? It's still there. Still there. <laughs> we took a picture of it the other day. Nothing ate it off the arrow. Uh uh-uh. uh well, well, the squirrel well, no, was no, gone. The, the oh, squirrel's yeah, the gone, but the arrow's still, still right. stuck in the tree. Yeah, squirrel's gone. That'll be there for years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Them carbon, carbon. arrows, yeah. Carbon. The feathers are all faded. And Probably muzzy. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Buried her in there deep. It's, it's pretty neat. <laughs> so, trapping uh, my little boy, for some reason, I don't know if he got on YouTube and watched him. He is obsessed with trying to trap beavers. So... Uh, you've trapped some beavers before. You got a beaver skin rug in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Make pillowcases out of beavers. Oh, best thing you've ever stepped on in your uh, life. Arm covers for chairs out of beaver and otter hide. Yeah. Now I bet they'd make a heck of a pair of underwear. Oh no doubt. That's waterproof. Yeah. Plus, it's if, okay if you've never touched beaver hide before. Hair, it is the softest. Soft. It's weird. It's different. It's soft and it's yeah. dense. Yeah, it's it's cool. Really nice. It's very it. nice. Make a, I mean, boys back in the day, that's what they did. They made aren't now aren't those sick waiters? Aren't they beaver lined? I don't. I've never had. A they better design. be for how much they are. <laughs> <laughs> they better be mink lined, right? right. So you've trapped some beavers. Uh, what? What do you? How do you? Get, how do you do it? I mean, I know you do it with the cona bear traps and cona bears or leg holds. Either way. Uh, and a creek, river, if they're working brush real hard, just uh, find a shallow area away from the dam, away from the uh, lodge, dig off a shelf about six inches under the water. I use Milligan Brands gland lure, maybe with a little peppermint scent to it. Stick a stick in there. Stick the stick about three inches above the shelf that you made three inches under the water. So you're talking about a six-inch area, eight-inch area like this with a shelf and a leg hold trap. Right. It's guaranteed you can catch them in Walmart parking lot. There you go. Boys. Or at least behind it. Yeah. Right. Anywhere there's water. I say that. I just, I've seen just slides. When they're working brush, just set it in a slide under the water. Now, them caught bear traps, they're something else. Oh, yeah. Them are one of them ones if you're out there by yourself and you get in it, you're probably going to wear it home. The beaver's already dispatched, you know. 
Oh yeah, it dead instantly. Mess with him in a leg hold. Right, you'll have to dispatch him in a leg hold. Right. The corner yep. bear. Yep. I I feel like I prefer the leg hold. <laughs> well, here's the deal: I like you can a live varmint, no doubt. You can right, get right. out of a leg hold by yourself, but if you're out there setting traps by yourself and you get in that corner bear, you're gonna wear it home. Oh yeah, because that ain't a one man job to get that off of you. Nope. And your now, arms. Is, uh, is the Connor Bear trap the one where it smashes down on them? Yeah, it's a square, body, body and it's got two little wires. It's actually a very simple trap. I mean, the, who the guy that come up with it, his name was Connor Bear, something Connor Bear, I'm guessing. I think I watched a whole deal. I almost got into trapping one time. You remember that? Yeah. And uh, he, dab- he dabbled. <laughs> I catch coons and possums. I did catch a couple Slightly foxes. Dabbled. Yeah, I, I wasn't no good at it. I caught a squirrel arm one time. Cause it ain't the, it, anyways, I never got any good at it. So I, I realized my Jeremiah Johnson days just wasn't going to work out, <laughs> but, uh, I watched a whole deal on the Connor bear trap and you know, that trap right there got a lot of guys through the winter time back in, yeah, I mean, when you can't catch them on a leg hold, uh, frozen water or other issues. You just set a Connor bear. In it. Well, and you don't have to have bait Yeah, as it, long as you can find the trail that, well, back in them days, they didn't care what they caught. They were just trying to catch anything and back in those days you could set on lodge holes and bank holes and right there's a lot of rules now so many feet from a roadway or well so and many feet I think, from a lodge entrance or you know it's well and i think on on your conibear any of your kill traps you got to have them under the water in missouri Underwater, right yep they're not allowed to be on well i think 220s are larger okay if that nine inch jaw spread has to be underwater yep and i see why i mean right so there's there's a lot of regulations and stuff to know about trapping them in there. Oh, sure. yeah. Yes, sir. It's kind of like waterfowl hunting. You don't just jump out there and do it. So, Matt here, he pulled it up. It says, uh, body gripping traps are designed to kill animals quickly. They are often called conibear traps after Canadian inventor Frank Conibear, who began the manufacture in late 1950s as the Victor Conibear trap. to the trapping market. Back and changed days. it all. I mean, these things. Changed well, the like game. Justin said, you didn't have pack a gun with you. No. They I mean, I would. Every varmint was dispatched. But everything that got in it was dead, most like. I mean, this thing would kill a, a coyote. I, I set them before in beaver slides and underwater in areas like travel areas, trying to trap beaver and like running water, thinking it was beaver sign. Right. And uh, it was amazing. I went back and checked a couple traps. This has been five years or so ago, and it had two otters and two different traps and one of them had about a three pound carp with and they were dead (laughs) now that's something else that a lot of people they're beautiful and all that but they're getting kind of thick yeah and i know i've heard a lot of people on lake of the ozarks complaining about otters this year like i we work on the lake a lot and the 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 best thing about a fur bearing animal is the fur of course and they're beautiful animals but if they're not regulated yeah, like you said the population. Well, an otter deer, gets it. Okay, say turkey, any other kind of game is going to be depleted for sure. Somebody listening may not think much about an otter, but here's the deal: say you've got a beautiful a four or five water. acre pond in your backyard, and you just stocked it with fish, and you're like, "Boy, the grandkids are going to go down there and have a good time." They'll absolutely pick her clean. If you get an otter in it, you won't have a fish in it mm-hmm. anymore until you kill them, because they won't leave until there's no more fish left in there. And you could say, well, I'm 100 miles from a lake. I don't care. I've actually, me and Dad have seen him traveling across our farm, going from mm-hmm. pond to I, pond. This yeah. year, I seen one, and I'm telling you guys, I'm 10 miles, or probably not that far. Way to crow flies, I'm probably, what, three miles, I guess. 
from the Lake of the Ozarks. But there's a creek that runs all the way from the farm I hunt to Lake of the Ozarks, and I'm assuming they come up at there was an otter in one of Danny's ponds this year. They're like a mink, basically a large mink. You know, mink will travel on land too. You can catch a lot of them on yeah land. And the otters are pretty uh, an aggressive creature. I mean, yeah, they're cute, and so is a coon. But yeah, like, like we talked said, about earlier, grab a hold of one yeah. and see what happens. I mean, grizzly bears aren't real ugly. They're pretty cute looking too. But which, that, if you ask me, that's what a coon is. It's just a short little grizzly bear. I mean, nothing against the Missouri Department of Conservation, but stalking uh, bear in the state of Missouri, in my opinion, I, I, I didn't agree with it because what do we need oversized raccoons for? Yeah. Right. I'd rather see more turkeys. Right. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. That, that's my opinion. I, do, I agree. Bears and are th- awesome, but they're going to become a problem tearing out Yeah, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be trapping them in another 10 years. <laughs> right. Well, they'll yeah. just get too many of them. Right. So. So I'm going to read off right here uh, some of the furred prices. This is probably going to be horrible. Yeah. All Not right. So this is for Kansas and Oklahoma. Top fur prices. All right. So I'm going to read off. Matt just pulled up on here for me. The uh, top fur prices for Kansas and Oklahoma. Now, this might shock some people here, but... uh. Carcasses unskinned, top prices, $5 to $150. Uh, best selects, $150 to $125. These are for bobcats. Sorry. So, y- your bobcat could be from $5 to $150. Uh, top finished, which means, I'm guessing, means like uh, tanned and ready to go. Still only worth five to hundred and fifty. I mean, anywhere five. So you get one hundred and fifty dollars for a premier bobcat, raccoons, nothing. N A. It says N A. That's bad. All right. If it's so low, they ain't even putting a price. A on semi-heavy that coon is worth fifty cents a piece. <clears throat> yep. In Kansas and Oklahoma, which I had heard from Missouri, right now that coons were fifty cents. Coyotes. Now this is where it gets kind of interesting. Coyotes top prices unskinned forty bucks. Top prices skin forty bucks. Top prices select finish twenty five to sixty bucks. So I'm assuming they've kind of got like a bounty for the coyotes out there. I don't think it's really about the fur. They're just they're really hard to skin. Right now these are different. Okay, so that's a uh, Northwest Montana and Wyoming is where that's at. You get into Kansas and Oklahoma, five to twenty-five dollars. You get into the central states, it's five to ten dollars. So probably around here, you still might get ten bucks for a coyote. Ten dollars for a coyote? Hmm. Skin, coyote. Okay, so badger. A heavy badger is worth ten bucks. Skin badger. Uh, top price is skin five dollars. Top price is. For select, I'm assuming the select is like really good. Prime, yeah, super prime. twelve bucks, and probably like jumbo, like mm-hmm. large right. size, yeah. So beavers for a large beaver, ten bucks. Red fox, twelve bucks for in my uh, Montana and Wyoming. Everywhere else, they're five bucks. Gray fox, five bucks. Swift fox, five bucks. Ring-tailed cat. I think those are kind of down in like Texas and stuff. We've got them here, very few. 
But they're like a lemur almost looking thing. Eight bucks. All right, boys, here's where it gets interesting. They're just like a feral cat. Opossums. Now, grazing black possums, they ain't worth nothing. Zero dollars. It don't matter if he weighs 14 pounds. It don't matter if he's two pounds. It doesn't matter if he's the new world record. Mink, $8 to $4. Boys, I thought mink, like I thought that used to be like a... There's too many fur uh, farms now. Yeah, they, they raise... a lot of the market out Well, of and, and not just that, but... Okay, so the fur deal. Your PETA people. Synthetic furs are now cheaper and more easily obtained yeah. than real furs. Muskrat, dollar to two dollars. Skunk, zero dollars. Otters, eight to twelve dollars. Don't trap skunks, it says. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> What's an ought to be? <laughs> well, they ain't worth nothing anyway, so I wouldn't worry about I've it. never heard of one in Missouri. But there was... Okay, coyotes was the most expensive thing on that list. Like a cheap and that was, that was only in Montana. Well, no, no, no. no. Uh, bobcats were. Okay, yeah. They could be worth 150 bucks for a prime bobcat. Right. Spotted belly. So bobcats... Spots on their belly. Bobcats and coyotes, if you're going to trap, is your best. And in Missouri... They said the Bobcats was worth about 15, 20 bucks for a good one. Or, and then in the, the coyotes was like 10 or something like and that. I don't even skin those. I would yeah. just leave the skin on a Bobcat. But I mean, so 10 bucks for a coyote seems, I mean, and, and that, and That's that cheap. right there, that right there is why nobody's doing it. Right. Right. Well, when the, when the coons thing was, they used to buy coyote tails for $45 a piece. What did I say? The coons were $3. Yeah. If they were heavy coon was three bucks. That was in like Oklahoma or something. Yeah, yeah I did, didn't say nothing cents. about Missouri. Thirty cents or yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know. we wonder why, and it, it's never going to change unless you can't even pay for your materials, let alone your time and well, everything else. So basically, what it what it's circling back to is, if you're going to be out there trapping it in in today's times, you're not going to be doing it for the money. The fur market, obviously. No, you're right. doing it like Justin said earlier for the heritage, heritage, tradition, and predator control. Right. Which is which? I mean, and right now I've got my trap line out. Me and my boys been been running it, and they they like it. Which that's what it's about. But I mean, we're doing it just to try to trap some coons and possums right. to help our turkeys out. That's the only reason why we're doing it. So that's I guess awesome. what I'm saying on here, folks, if you're listening and you haven't seen a lot of turkeys on your farm. Go out and try to find you a, a trapper and let them come in there and let them trap. Most trappers, you know, I hope I don't shoot myself in the foot for saying this, but most of them will respect your property and they won't, you know, but you got to let them have some access to get in there and do what they got to do. But wait till after deer, you know, most people are done deer hunting by now. Trapping season runs till what, February? Everybody's worried about deer nowadays, deer, deer. And don't get me wrong, everybody loves to hunt deer. But people that, like you said, respect the land and respect the tradition of the trapping. Right. They're not going to, you know, mess with the deer or even guys. It's like people hounds. that I won't mean, let they got the hounds that are going to do what they're supposed to do. They're not going to go in there and run your deer guys. You know? Right. Guys are like, Oh, I don't want them guys coon hunting in here. Cause I don't yeah, want to run all the deer. deer. If that guy's got a coon dog, it's worth anything. It's not going to run a deer. If well, it, hey. when we first bought our farm, uh, Grandpa Wayne ran his coon dogs on there. Yeah, and you'd kill deer and every day. We still kill deer. Didn't and bother the deer. No, dog. no, because they, they went go right. up the hill and turn, and when he walks by, they come right back. You right. Know? Yeah, it didn't hurt nothing. Right. Yep. Well, you... we let a coon hunter in on our place, and he said his dog don't run deer. Well, his I've heard dog that story before too. Coon. Yeah. Yeah. We let no. After that, we let no coon hunters on the place. Well, didn't. 
like I said, trappers, trappers would trappers. probably be your best bet because I don't think they're going to bother. And coyotes eat a lot of baby fawns, believe me. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's game cam picture after game cam picture after footage and footage of coyotes you taking fawns. You, you know what else eats a lot of baby fawns? Haybine. Oh, yeah, I know. My brother-in-law's yeah. hard on him. Yep. But what are you going to do about that? I mean, that just circles, gotta make hay while the sun's shining. There ain't no sense that just, cir- that just cir- circles back to us cattle farmers. We're, we're ruining Well, I country. mean, that just circles back <laughs> to people. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Hey. I mean, it's, I mean, I but guess no, if, it, if you wanted to, you could go walk through the field. But the thing about a fawn is when they're new like that, they're not going to move. Their 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 defense mechanism is don't because they don't have any scent for like, like the first baby quail sit and don't move right if it doesn't see me it's gonna walk right by well for yeah. the first like month of a deer's life they don't have any scent so it's this all is sight. kind of a this is kind of a tangent on turkeys if you spread chicken litter you're gonna kill your turkey herd too because it'll it'll poison agreed yeah it happened in Arkansas so. It happened to us. The state of Arkansas got devastated by the chicken farms, Tyson Chicken Farms. I'm I'm pretty sure they're working on legislation right now to not allow it. Yeah, yeah, because they were taking all that uh, litter and stuff out of the fe- out of the farms and dumping it on the fields, and then yeah, it devastated the turkey population. It, yeah, it, yeah, you know. So it's it's not just predators. We're not blaming it all on predators. Some of us actually do it accidentally, not knowing human agriculture. You know, stuff yeah. like that. As bad as the guy hates to say it, you know, but uh, not so much the agriculture, but just uh, maybe they should figure out a different way to take care of the litter, you know. Yeah. You think, well, yeah. spread it on the field, you, the grass grows green. Yeah, oh, yeah, it looks beautiful, but you didn't realize it was poisoning the cattle and the ch- turkeys and, yeah, you know. Yeah. You hear that, Matt? We're blaming it all on you cattle farmers. I'm, I'm hearing it. That's what I've heard all hey, evening. you know what, though? I've never spread any of it. So You know, hey, there's the deal. I love beef, though. <laughs> yeah, everybody likes a good steak. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll see what stories we can conjure up here with old Swadley. So stick with us. Hi, folks. This is Matt Smith of Ozark Traditions TV. I hope you are enjoying this OTTV podcast. When you're not listening to the team members discuss hunting strategies and telling stories, you can go to our YouTube channel and watch your favorite episodes there. And while you're on the web, head on over to our Facebook page and give us a like. Thanks for listening to this week's OTTV podcast. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, we were just talking over the break here. We have a story we're going to tell, and we kind of told it last week just a little bit, but I'm going to retell it all. My good buddy, Kyle Lampkins, and I have to make sure he listens to this podcast because we've got the evidence now. We went on a managed deer hunt. Obviously, if you listened to last week's podcast, you heard all about it. And we stayed in my little camper. It's 25 foot long. You know, no slides, nothing. Got little beds in there. It's tight. And five grown men. Right. And uh, we go to bed that night. We're all laying there. Well, we tried to go to bed. And Kyle, he falls asleep first, obviously. And, guys, Matt's going to play you some audio here in just a second. But this kid, I'm talking snores like. Well, our, and our, our good buddy Swadley here, he thought. <coughs> we finally got Justin I, I on the thinking. show. Yeah, he said, hey, 
I better record a little list. Nobody will ever believe it. Right. Right. So I mean, Justin it like the J and L logging company yeah. <laughs> pulled in up there and, and unloaded McCullough chainsaws. So luckily for us and Kyle, we've got the audio to this and uh we'll let Matt play it right here. It's pretty great. He was definitely I didn't didn't know if I should get up and stomp the floor, (laughs) pinch his nose, or... Oh, my gosh. So... We didn't get a whole lot of sleep that night, well, but, but he, Kyle did. He slept like a baby. Yeah. Guys, the curtains were like sucking in and blowing out. <laughs> like sucking in and blowing. It's like a cartoon. I, yeah. uh, uh, if his wife is listening, props to you, Shelby. I don't know how you sleep with that I man. I she slept great while he was gone. Oh, my gosh. She's like, I haven't slept this good in five years. She may snore as bad as him. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. No, don't know. Yeah, maybe they got like a battle every night. I don't know. But good Lord. I'd get him one of them masks. One of the... An apnea mask. Yeah. What's that little... The, the, oh, the breathe right strips? Yep. I'm buying buddy, him some for Christmas. Buddy, breathe, breathe right suffers. strips. They ain't no way. He needs like equipment. machine. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. needs a Darth Vader mask. <laughs> yep. Down. Yeah, it was impressive. I mean, that was some impressive snoring. Well, we had to get that out of the way. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was. And Kyle, uh, we hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna make sure he's a part of this deal. But all right, so we're gonna get back to the trapping thing. And, and the deer hunt was great, mind you. Yeah. Oh, they heard all about it. It was. Uh, it was awesome. Top notch. Yeah, we heard. We heard all about them 200 inch bucks running around out down there. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere but in front of us. I, there was definitely all the sign in the world, huh? So we drive all the way down there to deer hunting. How many deer do me and you see on the way over here tonight? Well, probably Three times as many as we've seen up there. That's yeah. like, you know, maybe we've got a deer problem. Because if they had 15 reckon, deer per acre, Camden County I'd say we've got... Unlimited doe tags <coughs> for archery. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can kill as many as you want. We ought to put in for a managed hunt here. So we went to Osage Beach the other day. Uh, you know where they do like the Christmas lights and the me. yeah, in, in the park, city park. They had a managed deer hunt in progress sign. Oh yeah. So do they have a managed deer hunt there? Is it archery? You got to file through the yep. city of Osage Beach. Yep. Got the up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's not a managed hunt. You yeah. You draw for uh, sections or something, don't right? You? It's okay. Just through, I mean, you just use your normal permit. It's not a. You know, like we're on an actual MDC managed hunt. Right, we got extra tags. These guys are just using their normal, their normal deer tags. Because I I know some people that have participated in it. Our buddy Kyle Mankey, Jerry Shadrick hunts. Yeah, he's done it for years. Right. Well, have to look into it. All right, so we're gonna go back to the trapping deal with Justin here. Uh, We were talking about maybe some of the different kinds of sets, and I know different sets for different things. So. We were talking about the raccoons, and uh, me and Matt both have said if somebody's wanting to trap raccoons and you really don't know what you're doing, like a live trap or the dog-proof trap. Dog-proof would be 
you know, they're very effective. They're not real expensive. What are they? 12, 13 bucks a piece. Proof. I mean, basically a full, you about can't thing. get caught in it. If you get caught in it, then don't even try trapping no more. Cause you're not going to be any good at it. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to worry about any certain type of set or area. Just get where they're signed, put cat food in it, a couple drips of fish oil or something. And it's coons guaranteed. So coons and possums are probably actually, if you don't do any trapping, <laughs> the yeah. possums you're going to catch. If you bobcat and coon trap, you're going to clean possums out first, generally. Right. I mean, there's always a, you either call it good or lucky, you're going to catch a fox or a coyote first, but eight times out of ten, you're going to catch a possum. Your perfect set you spent all that time on. Yeah, it's going to be tore up. Be a big old smiley in it in the morning when yeah, you get yeah. there, because they're just, yeah. you got to get them out of there first, so. Right. And so, then, okay. So what, so, you're telling, so what you're telling me is a beginner trapper like myself could go to the farm store and buy a live trap, this is the square live trap, put one out with cat food or tuna or whatever, and Mar- I can start trapping tomorrow. Mar- marshmallows, yep, yes, sir. Yeah, but like well, I said, we would definitely recommend the dog-proof trap over right. a live trap. I mean, if, if you're wanting to relocate them, then live trap them, but... Don't do that. We're, we're doing it for predator control, so we're killing these suckers. So I talked to a conservation agent a little bit about it a couple of years ago, and they said they'd rather you honestly just shoot the coon and not relocate it. Because, first of all, you don't know if that coon's got any diseases. You go and take that coon and you take him somewhere else. He's not going to know where any food sources are at. He's not going to go nothing. He's just going to be out. He said, you're better off to just, you know. And it, it, it might hurt some people's feelings. And if that hurts your feelings, I really don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Because we kill things on here. Right. So, but that's just how it is. Like, it's a predator control deal take care of the animal and if you want to do something with it do something with it you know if you want to skin it if you want to eat it whatever i mean i know speaking of that (laughs) justin's got a raccoon you've ate oh tons of coons yeah the young coons they're as good as beef yeah if they're healthy population so okay another thing we was talking about groundhogs oh they're good to eat right and you can skin them and they look just like a beaver really yeah, when you skin them out, they look... So, good. I would like to try that sometime. I tried some, I killed, and I don't think I did it right. <laughs> of course, I just fried it like you would have... Beaver sp- meat, actually, back on the beavers, it's amazing. It's as, as good or better than beef, in my opinion. I, You know what? And here's the deal with me. I Big won't, rodent, all they eat is uh, bark. Right. Well, that's the difference in eating that and a squirrel. It's a water rat versus a tree rat. Right. You know? I mean, well, I know. Everybody's like, well... I'll eat squirrel. I've ate squirrel, and then you say something about eating like a groundhog, or and they look at you funny, and I'm like, well, it's just they're good. They're, they're good. all the same thing, you know. I I don't dodge anything till I've tried it. We so. make beavers too, and I tell you honestly, if you didn't know the difference, you would think it was beef too. She got a lot hey, of ducks. Bloodly, yeah. This is this is off subject from duck hunting and everything else, but uh, how did you get started trapping? Uh, mainly my grandfather or my uncle, uh, just kind of like I said, what age was you? I was seven to 10 years old. I would say, uh, got introduced to the outdoors basically by my grandfather and my uncle and just, uh, uh, did a lot of, uh, trapping on the river. Um, uh, you know, there was a lot of beaver issues with, uh, big farms guys owned and and they were having erosion issues with the beaver chewing the big trees down and then the river would come up wash the banks out and uh they said hey come on and i just 
learned a lot of it from them. And then, of course, after I got interested, purchased 500 pieces of steel, which, I mean, 500 traps, and uh, just uh, learned from other people, reading uh, trapping magazines, going to fur auctions, uh, talking to other people that had trapped in the area, you know, and just kind of learned as I went as well. You know, you learn a lot of things just from experience, you know, getting out and trying it see what works best you know stuff like that so basically it's just uh tradition roots you know family roots is where i learned and picked it up yeah and i mean that's i think that's how about everybody's got anybody that's still trapping is doing it for that reason they're not doing it i mean i'm sure there's some guys out there that are doing it to sell stuff but it probably has nothing to do with the fur it's probably like they're selling some kind of a market I mean, yeah, well, like we yeah. just said, there's, if you're in Montana, you guys are talking about predator control on on few hundred acres. There's guys that actually go out and trap 700 coons a year. Right. You know? 50 cents isn't much, but catch seven or 800. Right. Then you're talking about making some money. A thousand. Well, and I know a lot of guys that will go out and guys will hire them to come trap their farms for predator control. It has nothing exactly. to do with the fur. Right. They're making funny, just <laughs> making money. Just to remove coyotes and bobcats and coons off these guys' farms that are wanting to. There's local companies around the lake. The hunting. uh, Make money every day. What is it called? The hunting advance or something advance. What is that, guys? I'll have to look it up. There's a guy. Management advantage or something. And that's what he does. He goes around and traps people's. And I've watched thousands and thousands of his YouTube channel videos. Any of the water animals are just erosion issues. And uh, I did a lot of concrete work for a couple of guys years ago, and Billy Cowan owned a lake house. Mm-hmm. He called me and said, hey, man, we've called the MDC, and we've called uh, DNR and everything. Can't get these uh, beavers taken care of. He said they are building a lodge, and it wasn't a lodge. Uh, it was a food storage. Uh, cold weather, beaver will chew trees, stack it under the water, and it'll stay good for four to six months. It's like a refrigerator, so to speak. And uh, he's like, they're building this brush pile under my dock and we can't get our boat lift down i mean they actually built enough brush in 13 18 foot of water to where they couldn't get a boat lift down they had cut that much trees so we went down there and trapped a ton of beaver i think we caught like six or eight in less yeah. than a hundred hundred yard area you know i mean they it's, a pr- it's a it's a problem i mean if stuff you don't think about it until it gets too late usually on that Right. You, you don't think it's a big deal until it's a big deal. And, you know, like in a lot of our wetlands, too, you're speaking of turkeys and deer by predator control, but you got to think waterfowl as well. I mean, back yeah. to the waterfowl subject, how many uh, duck eggs and goose eggs do you think coons eat? Oh, right. You know, Lots. Piles. Right. Lots. Piles of them. Yeah. Now, if we could, now I tell you what we need to do. Trap all the coons we can and take them up to the tundra and turn them loose on them snow geese and let them eat all the eggs they want. Great idea. I don't think they'd survive in the tundra. They probably wouldn't make it. Polar bears would eat them. (laughs) Polar bears would eat them. We're just dropping off snack bags for polar bears. That's right. So, Swadley, what is your favorite species to trap? Raccoons and beavers. So... And I like foxes. I catch a lot of foxes. While we're on the beaver thing, Matt just handed me this deal. It says, according to estimates of just one well-known state that contends with beavers, the damage is estimated at $23 million a year. Illinois, I believe, has more beavers than any state that I've ever been to. 23, not that's There's just... not more, but... That's right. just one state that has to deal with the beavers is the $23 Illinois million dollars a year. Had 
so much beaver sign. If you were a beaver trapper, you would just be like, you know, drooling. Yeah, right. And well, you would think, you would think Minnesota would be because it's the land of ten thousand lakes. There's a lot of rats, uh, muskrats, muskrats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's and, and kind of like down south. And there's apper- a new rats down in Louisiana. And, and apparently, big possums. Yeah. 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 Got so, about that. You, we were talking about beavers and waterfowl. Uh, they'll dam up like how they're trying to make wetland wabba ha- habitat. The beavers will dam that off and dry- and it dries up. Well, ducks have to have water to survive. They just that's how or they vice eat. Versa floods areas you don't want right makes know. too much to where they can't get to their feed. Because right. see, here's the deal with ducks: their necks are six inches long at the longest. So guys that are building these giant duck areas and stuff, you don't want a big old lake that's ten foot deep. But you got to have at least three or four inches. If you flooded something like soybeans or something, six, eight inches of water is all you need, boys. You don't have to have, right? Like honestly, the the most the epic most epic duck hunting spots. I feel like if you can't wear muck boots and walk across it, it's too deep. Yeah, unless unless you, you got to run a boat through it, though. Right. Well, that's why they make boat lanes. Right. But unless you're flooding a cornfield. A lot of guys flood cornfields. If you're going to flood cornfields, obviously you got to flood it up to where the corn cobs are at. So they'll flood them, you know, three, four, four foot deep. But those are all just dreams we had of having one of those places one of these days. So uh, it's really hard to find property to that you know people. Will Which is silly because those same people like that. are on here like, oh, we don't have any turkeys. We don't have oh, any these of this. coyotes. We're seeing so many coyotes. Well, two things: let a guy in there to trap, trap them, or predators shoot them. Right. I mean, Call right. them in and shoot them with a predator call. And I turn a deer hunt into a coyote hunt real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I'm in the tent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Promise me, we, the opening day youth season, me and Drakey turned our morning hunt into a coyote hunt. And we were successful. Right. Yeah. I was proud of that. I shot that thing with a youth model 243 at, I don't know, 150 yards. Nice. I couldn't believe I hit it. I mean, I was just as surprised as Drake was. So. You, were, you were just as surprised as the coyote. Is that what <laughs> yeah. you're saying? But I got him. What are you trying Marley, to say, Justin? Could, could you paint us a picture of how to set up a coyote trap? Uh, A, a dirt hole, basically, would take and find a, a road or a travel area where they're at. Everybody wants to set like a cubby set or next to a log or coyotes are very cautious animals and they do not like to feel confined or uh, anything like that. You They do hunt in the brush and stuff, but when you're trying to trap them, they're a very elusive animal. Uh, wide open in, a, in the middle of a field. Somewhere where you wouldn't honestly think about setting a trap is where you would set a coyote trap and dig a hole in the ground whatever type of trap you're using you're looking at a one and three quarter will hold a coyote but it's not recommended a number two uh i use number threes or even i got number fours uh some big big leg holds that will catch cougars or you know it'll hold a pretty big animal uh dig the hole whatever size for that trap uh, larger you know just a fuzz larger the bed has to be solid at the bottom even if you're digging in loose soil you want to make a solid bed for your trap. If it moves uh, a minute, I'm talking uh, a micrometer amount. They'll, they'll dig it out of they there. They will pull their foot out before it gets caught. I mean, it has to be bedded solid. Uh, their dirt hole uh, that you put your bait in, 18 inches from the trap. Uh, and preferably set your trap 
offset from that hole, left or right, whatever you prefer. Most coyotes generally are right-handed, believe me or not. Uh, you may not think. Well, they're going to put the right foot up there you're first. You're not going to think an animal is uh, right or left-footed, but believe me or not, humans are right and left-handed. Animals have right and left feet. Right. They, they are dominant right-footed. I always set my trap 18 inches back from the dirt hole to the right-hand side a little bit. Bury your trap flush. Uh, use a little stick or some type of uh, debris to a puff of grass or something behind your trap two or three inches. Uh, and when I say behind, I mean away from the dirt hole. Trap in between the dirt hole with your debris behind the trap. It's just more or less to have them step over, over it, it to step in that area. And then tra- and a lot of guys I've seen will try to make like a backstop. Yeah, see, I don't. But just the, the hole like, itself is like at an angle though nothing right that they can look at nothing they're going to walk up on and be like what's that right you know, nothing well and I'm your holes hole in the ground like that with a piece of fur in it yeah and your so the fur is going to be your attractant to give them something to look at kind of scent it's all scent everything's scent by coyotes okay, if you don't wear a pair of gloves if you so much even drop sweat if you drop one of your beard hairs on the ground you're not going to catch him they're, what they're, type of scent lure do you use hallbacker's 100 uh, smells like skunk coyote it's just a gland a coyote gland ground up with a little skunk scent in it yep they love skunks i don't i mean i i've never caught one but i watched lots of videos on it yep and i don't know nothing about it but i tried every time i get to my trap I, they'd have the trap dug up flipped over and set off right because I, I wasn't getting upset yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a basic dirt hole set or a flat set. I mean, there's multiple types, flat sets, uh, post sets, uh, dirt hole sets, just it, multiple different types of... I feel like, and I don't like know. Like I said, a lot of it is just uh, trial and error. Whatever works best for you or whatever your terrain. I've used, uh, for bobcats, we've taken shingles off of roofs, cut it circle the size of the inside of the jaw of the trap, hang a white flag three foot off the ground. I'm talking marker flag for surveying three foot off the ground and set that shingle or that trap right on top of the ground with that shingle on it. It just looks like a rock. They'll walk right up there. Look at that flag. Whammo. You got him. No scent. No nothing. Bob or Bobcats are, they're curious critters. Yep. And if you ever find a piece of coyote scat or uh, coyote scat or Bobcat scat, uh, grab it. And I know that sounds horrible. If you want to wear latex gloves or use a pair of barbecue tongs, do whatever you want. <laughs> right. Does, just don't do your barbecue. Sack yeah. that shit and take it and make a set with it. Just don't get it mixed up yeah. with your other barbecue tongs. <laughs> right. I right. can get <laughs> Yeah. Does it matter if it's dried up or moist or fresh? Just, or, uh, does no. it matter? It doesn't yeah. matter. No, sir. It just, if it's poop, it works. Right. Well, and they they're... Scent. It's scent. all a scent Everything thing. Everything is, is scent yep. with trapping. Yep, that's what it is. You know, like coons and stuff like that. It's all just scent. Yep. But the coons aren't very wary. Possums aren't wary at all. You can catch you, if you cannot catch a coon or a beaver or a possum, just give up trapping. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to jump in. If you're going to just get started trapping, I wouldn't jump into coyotes right off the bat. Everybody I mean, wants to. I mean, well, you can, I'm going to go set. A couple of live traps this weekend because that's the only thing I got time to do is do the live traps because with the 24 hour rule, there's you know you got to check your trap traps every 24 hours in the state of Missouri. Right. I don't have that much time to trap, so I get maybe one day so I can run out that evening throw a trap out, a live trap out. I make such a 
somebody's house cat or I may catch a coon or a skunk and I'll get rid of it right there. No big deal. You know, now yeah. on that 24 hour deal, if you're using kill traps, isn't it? Don't you, can't you every two days or something like that? Or is it still I check just my traps every 12? Well, I mean, I would think you would want to every 12 hours. I mean, 24 hours is a little long. Most of the time, you'll come back and have a foot. Foot, yeah. Yeah, well, they'll get their way out of it. I check mine every 8 to 12 hours if I'm not trapping. Yeah. I think that's their their limitation. Right, yeah, that's the law, like every 24 hours. I wouldn't recommend that. No. But, yeah, that is the... I mean, unless you're using a kill trap, then obviously it'll be dead. Most of the time, your fur will be stolen if you go wait that long. Yeah. I see that. So you're saying you and Isaac get along all right then? Oh, yeah. We go every six, eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> my my boy. Load up, boys. Let's go. Our trap line, he's every 20 minutes after we get it set. Well, Dad, think it's been long enough yet? We got anything out there? That's the way my son was with tree dogs. I'd take him, and, and a couple of his young uh, friends came over and stayed the night, and they're like, oh, you've got coon hounds? Yeah. I've never been coon hunting. My grandpa talked about it. I said, well, load up, boys. We're going. Actually, I met you the night yep, we were yep. driving around yep. and uh, took them out. We treed one coon. Kids were scared to death of the dark, didn't know what the dog was barking at. Well, we got there, shot, well, two coons in one tree. We shot it out, both of them, and loaded it in the chuck, and they got back there. All right, now, where's the next one? Yeah. We're going for the next Ready one. Ready to yeah. go. I mean, all night long, boys. It set a fire under those kids yeah. that you'd never see well, on, and a, on a PlayStation or a, right. or, or a laptop, you know? Well, and that's what we were talking hey. about earlier, you know, I'm 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 trapping our farm right now for obviously predator control, but then if I don't take my boys and I don't show them how to do it, if I don't get them interested in doing it, they'll never know. never do it. You know they, they won't ever do it, and I, and, and I, they may and, never do it again now, but they would never know if you didn't show them. Right, that's the thing. Right, and so and hopefully sure. you know, and I'm not I'm not knocking anybody, but I'm hoping one of these days, you know, they're not hiring someone. To come right. out to their farm, right? And, and there's and a coon track. just ravaging our trash can. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah. I mean, at least they'll, they'll somebody have that, comes. We got to call an animal control guy right. or something they, to get rid of it. They'll have that skill set, you know, right. where they can do it, and and hopefully keep passing that tradition on. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Well, it's so, it's with all of it. It's deer hunting, fishing, trapping. But I mean, what, I, I think it's, what? Go ahead, Justin. What are you saying? What are you saying there, Matt? That's people that don't trap have to call predator control or something, man. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Wildlife popula- population control. I'm telling spaces. you what. Oh heck, just call us. I <laughs> well, guess. But I, I just, yeah, you yeah. know, I think the more the more things that we expose our kids to in the hunting, fishing, whatever it is, you know, um, growing up, my dad and his father, you know, they were avid outdoorsmen. Uh, but they, there was things that they didn't do. You know, my dad and grandpa they never did the waterfowl hunt. Right. I, I never got introduced to that until i started hanging around tj and and swadley you know and so they took me and i did that and i enjoyed it so i mean i think it's crucial that we that we introduce our kids to as much right you know different you know and and even if it's maybe something that's not my favorite thing to do like turkey hunting uh you know (laughs) take take your kids maybe they'll they'll really get right you know and and we took isaac this year turkey hunting killed his first bird and then, buddy, that fired him up. Yeah, he's, yeah. you know, then he was ready to go. Well, deer he went hunting. deer hunting. Right. You know, so, I mean, just. It sets a fire in him. Yeah, for me, that's what it is. That's what it's about. It's just introducing them to that stuff. If you don't get that fire feeling, that, right. that feeling, or uh, it's just even being in the outdoors, not right. even a harvest of an animal. 
Right. It's just being out there and enjoying everything that's going on. If that doesn't do something for well, you, like us, we just went. It, we just know? drove three hours you know, on a deer hunting trip, didn't shoot a deer, and had time of our life. Yeah. Right. Well, well, and, well it, you know what? Go ahead, Justin. You know what? You know when Swadley told them kids to load up. That right there could change every one of them kids' lives in the direction it was going. Yeah, you don't <laughs> never know. Right. Yeah. Well, and like he said, the more kids you get out there and doing stuff like this, that's just one more. Kn- oh, my grandpa, that's all he ever knew. My grandpa told me a story. Right. My grandpa, well, hey, your buddy's dad showed you, you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. And, they'll, and like you said, they'll know that the rest of their life. Yep. You know. Whether well, they ever own a hound in their life or not. Well, and maybe it gets them out of trouble. I know a lot of people that hunt ones. kids that are eat up with hunting and fishing don't have time to get in. I didn't. You know, well, I've, never I've never been in jail. I've never been in. work to go hunting or fishing. If I've been in trouble, it was because something to do with the MDC. It wasn't the police <laughs> department. You know, right. it was always, yeah, you got too many of these or not enough of this or, you know, right. it was never... But or just running around with the wrong guy at the wrong time a couple of times. But you know it. But like Justice said, getting them kids out and doing that may get them away from a video game. Because right now, that's all. This world's controlled by cell phones and, and video internet. Internet. And not right. saying it's not great. It well, it's handy dandy, awesome. and that's handy. how you know. That's how like but this TV show. Know, right. Come on, my kid's not going to be that way again. You know, right. us here with the with those are traditions. We wouldn't be nothing without. There was social media or women and children in the woods is as, as important as any man, in my opinion. Right. And that's another yeah. thing, you know, a lot of women and grown men, guys, there's a lot of grown men out there that just, if somebody would just say, Hey, do you want to go hunting? Never been in their life. You could take them. They, and everybody will deer hunt. Everybody. They'll throw orange on and go rifle hunting. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know somebody that wouldn't. Well, yeah, and you know what? And that's in ten years they go deer hunting, and that's yeah. fine. You yeah. know, get them out there and let them like all. You hear all these guys talking about public land and like, boy, there's just too many hunters and too much. That's good, man, because if we don't have enough hunters, eventually it's all going to be gone. Well, guys, uh, once again, I want to thank everybody for coming on here and listening. Justin, thanks for coming on here, buddy. Thanks for having me. We'll have you back on here for sure when it gets closer to turkey season. Appreciate it, guys. I'm sure there's many more hunts to go. Oh yeah, so. uh if you want to check us out, be sure to check us out on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, now Facebook has the podcast link. You can go right to our Facebook page, and it'll say podcast on there. You can click on that, and it'll take you to it. Uh, or any of any of the other podcast apps or whatever you would like to use. We appreciate everybody that supports us and listens to us, and hopefully we can keep bringing you stuff that's interesting. I sure know this character here with us tonight i love him to death he's a pretty interesting guy and so wild stories we've got well we didn't even tell half of them we've been there some of that. them aren't really radio or uh audio radio approved i guess i should say so they're they're left for deer camp right but we had a good time so all right guys thanks a lot for listening and uh we'll be with you guys next week thanks for listening ozark traditions tv would like to thank you for joining in to this week's podcast Be sure to tune in on our next weekly podcast as we bring the outdoors inside. From all of us at Ozark Traditions TV, we thank you for listening. And remember, if you see us out in God's country, stop us. We'd like to meet you. Merry Christmas from all of us at Ozark Traditions TV.